Já viu rico namorar pobre? Hello, everyone. Hi. I'm back. Shit, he's back. And who's that? <laughs> um, Wait, that wasn't you, Sherry? No. Amida, who's that? Who's on the pod? Who's what? Who's who? That was, was the voice, voice that... Yeah. Oh, uh, you guys are in for a treat. What? Who is it? Tell us. Am I supposed Wouldn't to you like to know? Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is what, most- what the fuck is going <laughs> on? Okay, so, you know, the jig is up. Um, friend of the pod, longtime coveted guest of Say La Tea is finally made it to season two, episode nine. Sainad Suarez, my girl, my big homie, my dog is finally on the podcast. Bitch, Yay. what? It is me. I'm here. Hey. Finally, a longtime fan, longtime listener. So excited that you guys welcomed me to your beautiful podcast. Oh, Sinod, you have no idea how excited I am that you're going to be here in general, just because I just love anything that you have to say, but particularly for the content that we have coming up this week with this episode. Um, So yeah, so tell us a little bit about you before we get started. Well, I am living in Los Angeles. I am a fashion stylist and I also do some music on the side. So um, I would consider myself like a self-proclaimed pop culture kind of, um, I want to say guru, but you know, I like to stay on trend with the current events and all that are. So um, yeah, you know, just a creative living out our dreams, you know, as I feel like we all are on this podcast. No, totally. Um, me and Sinod go way, 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 way back. Like, we've been friends for, like, I don't know, like, 14 um, years. Yeah, like, mid- Like, a long-ass like, time. I might have been a freshman, because I think my brother was friends with you already. Yeah, I think you were a freshman. Oh, my lord. I know. Actually, That's I don't like, think we were friends, friends freshman year. I think that I- knew who you were because okay i don't know if y'all know this but amanda was definitely popular definitely like cheer captain and all of that so of course they know that's the energy i give off honey i know literally like if someone didn't know they know now yeah for real but yeah so i definitely was like oh my god she's so cool like wow like i would love to be her friend and then look at that you know like minds you know think alike so here we are 14 years later Still kicking with the best of them. So honestly, Sign Odd goes way back, like just on this podcast, because I feel like we've brought her name up like once every other episode. (laughs) I can't lie. You guys do. (laughs) But you know what? It's a mutual, it's a mutual love, you know? So because I talk about you guys literally all the time in my daily life. You guys. This is such a good guest to have on this pod. 
Oh my god, you guys need to stop gassing me. Like you really need to stop. <laughs> well, maybe one day we'll get you to replace Shane. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Just be ready to talk. Be ready to talk for 20 minutes at a time. <gasps> I'm no. not here to step on anybody's toes. I'm no, you don't have to step on them. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> He's gotta go. <laughs> Y'all got one week without me, and all of a sudden, y'all are going crazy. I'm just kidding. Who's I love you. Crazy, I actually honey. miss you. You're, you. You were absent on your own, so who's going crazy, honey? <laughs> I know. You just I had had listen, I don't want to. I don't want to drive the point in harder, but I do have to say, I really did enjoy last week's episode because you know I could relate. We're talking about periods and all of that. I'm like, wow, you know, love this. We love to see this. But you know what? I did miss you, Shane, and I'm so happy that now we get to be on it together. Like, wow. Lucky you uh-huh. and lucky me. Uh-huh. Me too. What a diplomat. And, and I want to address real quick, like Sinod said too, about last week, because y'all's episode was great. You guys did a really great job. And it was nice to just hear, like, especially with the timing of it being like the women supporting women challenge and all that. Yeah. It was really right? nice to listen to. You couldn't have planned that. Like that could, you know, that happened at a great time, actually. Well, we appreciate you, Shane. We did miss you, but it was nice to just, you know, wildcat, let our pussies hang out, talk about what we want to talk about. I fucking screamed. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Shane? I give you a lot of shit, and I feel like I don't give you enough love, but I did miss you last week. Don't worry. I could tell. I know that both of y'all's love language is insulting and dragging the fuck out of people and y'all were doing no, a just you. lot of that i know I, I didn't say in general i meant with me oh and okay. no that there was a basically lot in general that for me yeah that's around. amanda that's so, amanda 100 y'all must really love <laughs> yeah. me yeah i love to drag if, if you were my man honey my man gets dragged through the mud beat the fuck up like ooh, you would you would think that he's a low down dirty nobody the way i'd be talking about him for real girl you really do be <laughs> Low down country, nobody. <laughs> oh, I know. It's just who I am. But I can take it to I like when people dog me out too. I'm like, damn. Because if you can read me better than I can read you, that's a sign of respect. Like, you have my, yeah. you have my respect at that point. That's a certain skill. It is. It is. If somebody's not dragging me, it means that there's something literally wrong with me that people are afraid to talk about. So when I'm getting dragged, I feel comfortable about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I totally agree. Kind of sadistic, but okay. (laughs) I agree. Okay, so um, Sinod, we're so happy to have you here, and especially because you're one of the only people I know that rides hard for my girl Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter. Amen, girl, Queen B. Yes, I do ride for her. You and I love some Beyonce. We also love some Rihanna. So it just goes to show queens recognize queens. And I respect you for that. Thank you. And you know what? I respect you as well. It takes a real one to see that. Oh, absolutely. So um, the blessing of 2020 has finally come. We've realized why we were going through all this fucking shit in 2020. And it was because we had to prove that we were worthy of the masterpiece that is black is King by Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. And what woo. a spectacular, uh, like phenomenon, like honestly, like, wow. I said this earlier, but it's literally just a visual feast. Like, wow. Like 
I only watched it one time, so I feel like I didn't even get to take it all in. But it's so beautiful. Like I will definitely be watching. I'll probably watch it again tonight. Liz, Question. Question yes. for you guys. Yeah. As the pod may already know, I have not seen Black is King yet. Surprise, surprise. <gasps> you so, haven't? Girl, you knew you knew I wasn't gonna see it. Don't do this. Right, Don't do exactly. This. That's why I'm Running like, why joke. even make the announcement? Why well, even make the well, we would be shocked if you saw it. Girl, anyway, I just need some logistics. Like, what is it? Like, I saw that it was a film, but what how long is it? So, what should I expect? Like, I never watched, I mean, I started it. I don't know, shade me, whatever. I never watched like the remake of Lion King, the full thing. But from my understanding, it wasn't that good. Yeah, You're I, not was missing kinda, a whole lot. I was kind of <laughs> bored with it. I started it, but then I was like, it's so dull with the colors. I'm like, what? <laughs> that was not my complaint. <laughs> that was my complaint. How are you going to have someone have a red ass mane and then he just looked like a regular ass lion in the real one? Like, I can't do that. It's not fun. It's not fun. Right. It wasn't vibrant. Yeah. It was really dull. I was like, what the hell? But so from my understanding, and again, I only watched it once, but it was kind of like a parallel. It's like a similar story of the Lion King, but told like, you know, by Beyonce and like stylized super fat, like, you know, super fashionable and super like avant-garde and like, yeah, there's like, I think whatever version of the soundtrack that she had released after the movie came out, it's to that soundtrack. And I think that there are a few interludes and a few other songs in there that are added just for like this project. But so I think it kind of follows the story of like a young King, you know, like kind of, or him finding his royalty kind of thing or something. Yeah. And I like how it wasn't so obvious at first. Like she really wasn't hitting you over the head with it. Right. It's like once you're really paying attention to the details, you notice that there's a story and there's like a, th- a through line. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have to like but, look at the characters and stuff because it's a lot of like the same people in different scenes and stuff like that. There was even something like uh, there was a story along with um, like so I know I mentioned it, but like with the gift, like the album. Like there was like a pretty like strong through line just listening to that album, um, which was my favorite thing about the Lion King remake. So basically it's the gift come to life. So it's like I liked the gift. I actually like listened to it often, but I have a newfound love and admiration for the gift now because of how just significant of a feat this film was it was like everything was great so all of the performers were amazing the fucking outfits like i mean whenever she does whenever she does these big like visual projects like we know like to expect nothing like less than the greatest you know what i mean like when her first what year was it 2012 when the self-titled beyonce uh-huh. album dropped 13. overnight yeah. oh, 2013 yeah, yeah december 2013. 2013 with the full video to every song like dropped out of the blue she changed the game with that but even the, those visuals were striking and then again with lemonade she gave us an entire film and then now it's like again it's like a film it's, I feel like this one takes on more of a film kind of role because it's already, there's a, we know the story already. It's kind of telling like a, you know, a story more so than like the, the last albums, but 
like visually, man, she takes the cake. Honestly, like she takes the cake. Kelly I love- and Michelle quaking in their boots. Where are their visual albums? Kelly um, was Michelle actually was in, in it. it. I mean, well, Kelly was, ke- was yeah, in it. Michelle, Michelle reposted it, and someone said, "Michelle, where were you for the filming?" Why did <laughs> Michelle say, "I'm in the top left corner, minding my business"? It was her damn oh, Instagram, Avi. We don't know Michelle to be one to read a bitch. I was very, very proud of her for pulling that out because good for her. Yeah, I people feel like, yeah. shade her for not being in it. I feel like lately she's been kind of standing in her own a little more confidently, you know? That's um, because of which, the Masked Singer. Girl, I wasn't going to say it for people that haven't watched it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, where, I was going to say, where was she? She said, I was at the Masked Singer booth. <laughs> where are you? Where was right. you? Like, Matt, right. That was last but, season. So we're good. I know. But you know what? After listening to you guys talk about it a few episodes ago, I totally binged like the entire series that's on available on Hulu. And then I got my brother and his boyfriend into it. So we I've been rewatching it with them and we're on season two and they I mean now they're gonna know. <laughs> but like <laughs> they don't know. They didn't know. And now they're gonna I'm know. sorry, Dan. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so sorry. Happy birthday, by the way, Dan. It was a couple yes. weeks ago. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but I will say what I love the most about Beyonce as an artist is her growth. Like she has changed and grown so much and like she's, she has blossomed into this like example of a woman. And I just, it makes me want to be a better woman. Like she's such a powerhouse, like such a like force to like be reckoned with. And even just like you said, the the growth it's like this continual like evolution and she never like has fallen off you know what i mean like she never was like never cool i want she's always really current and not even current she's forward you know what i mean she's like setting trends right she had her dancers dressed as black panther activists at the fucking yeah yeah and okay that super bowl performance like I watch it regularly. Like I go right. on and watch it. Amazing. She is cutting edge. And it's and that just like went up in flames at the beginning. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> I too went up in flames. I know <laughs> <laughs> the part the part where fire, bitch. the part I'm where they're showing like where they're showing like the aerial view and it's like the side profile of her face like facing each other. I'm like Oh my what god! I know the, what in the stage design. I thought you were about to say the part whenever like she was very clearly off mark, but oh, I hate that mark. I hate that said, Who gives a fuck? Like it's you know what? It's probably a technical person's issue. It's not hers. Right, right. She probably was on the mark. They probably missed the projection or whatever. She very famously once said, "Somebody getting fired in the middle of performing diva." <laughs> And that is one of my favorite moments of Beyonce's ever. Like, does anybody know where that technician is? Like, did they in fact get fired? I want to ever clenched tighter than that technician. (laughs) Because whenever he heard that. (laughs) Um, But I will say watching Black is King, something that Beyonce has done for me as a black woman with even self-titled be all the way back to self-titled Beyonce and coming through lemonade. And now this beauty that is black is King. It's like as black 
people and as black women specifically, it's like we're constantly fighting this battle of being insecure about who we are and trying to be small and shrinking yourself and trying to fit in and straightening your hair so no one talks about how nappy your edges are. Like, it's mm-hmm. a constant struggle. Yep. And it's like, even at this point in time, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with myself, but I catch myself doing these things even in my day-to-day life, like as a grown woman, I catch myself doing these things. And Beyonce being so unapologetically black seriously brings me to tears because it's like, I want to be that way. Not only does she just like, like offer that representation, but she also like glorifies it. You know what I mean? And it's like, not not only are we just going to be seen, we're going to be praised. Like, you know what I mean? Like we don't need to just be seen. We need to celebrate our culture and like celebrate like our blackness, you know? So yeah. And celebrate those that came before us. Yeah. It's so beautiful. This bitch talking about waist beads from Yoruba. I said, hold on. on. Yoruba and waist beads, bitch. Oh, she knows what she's talking about. Right. Right. And it's like, we talk about like being black, what it means to be black. Like, as we've existed in recent history, Beyonce's taking us way back. What'd she say? I'm going back to the South. I'm going back, 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 back. I feel that deeply because she's mm-hmm. like, not only are we talking about just these people here, we're talking about everyone that came before us, all of yep. our ancestors who are nameless. We don't yep. know, but it's like, just because we don't know them doesn't mean they weren't here. They existed. And they're so much a part of who we are today. And I'm booking my flight to damn Accra, Ghana, as soon as I fucking can. Once COVID is over, yes, I'm girl. fucking going to Ghana, bitch, because I need to know what that energy feels like. And it's all because of Black is King. 100%. This kind of confidence makes so many white people so uncomfortable. And honestly, the rage and flood of white tears on the internet over just the name of this album is gives me joy. Like, the fact that like even back <laughs> not when gives she, you joy. Oh, it does. He's one of us. There and I read those. I read those comments, and it's everybody being like, "Black is king." Can you imagine if somebody said, "White is king"? Like the response they would get. I'm like, "Bitch!" Like you. It, it goes back to like whenever she first did. Whenever Beyonce came out and said, "Bow down, bitch," and everybody lost their minds over it. This is like the same kind of thing because she's she's. With her pedestal as an artist, she's taken us back so far, like you've said, like to the point that I think white people tend to forget about just culture and history in general. And they think that black people came from slavery. Like they think that that is as far back as the history goes. Like and that's when this, we were invented. Literally. Right. Right. Like. That's what was the. Yeah. And she comes out with this kind of stuff and just as a reminder to everyone as like the whole idea of like cradle of civilization and where we all came from that, like, no, like the original, like Kings quote unquote of the world were black. And that's right. Also like the fact that like the confidence of one woman gets people so upset. Okay. Are we not going to talk about the confidence of fucking Donald Trump? Are you serious? That should be getting everybody mad. He actually doesn't even know what he's talking about. At least she's giving us real history. At least she's confidently speaking the truth. 
the hell? But no one's mad about the confidence of Bozo the Clown, the Cheeto face clown that we got in the White House. Uh, That's because the most dangerous thing in America is a confident black woman. Because black women throughout history, no matter where we come from, from the African diaspora, whether it be your people ended up in the Caribbean, like me, Sherry, and Sinod, our people come from the Caribbean, whether your people just arrived from Africa, or whether you've been in the United States since slavery, confident black women change the fucking world. And Mm. that's, I know why people are scared. Yep. And then at the same time, I, I think because of that confidence and because of that power, it goes back to wasn't it the the Malcolm X quote about how the most discriminated person in the country is the black woman? Wasn't that Malcolm? Yep. X? Yep. That was him. Comes from that confidence. You try to put down what scares you. One hundred percent. Beyonce said it best. I know my enemies prey on me, so pray for me. Okay, and Ooh. I put that on my tombstone. Yes. Because <laughs> I just she, have to she say. Said that? She said, I know my enemies prey on me, P-R-E-Y, so pray for me, bitch. She had to let us know real quick. Mm. Yeah, Sherry, Shane, you guys have to watch it. It's like, it was, amazing. It was a life-changing experience for me. Life-changing, yeah. Brown Skin Girl, when I tell you I sobbed out loud, Brown Skin Girl had me sobbing out loud. I was crying out loud. Yeah, it was It was so, a love story to young so me who yes. thought I was so ugly and so like... It's just sad. I think about me as like a young girl and I know a lot of black other black girls feel this. It's like I like I was I was self-conscious. I thought it was ugly because people would say things to me like I had big lips or I had a big ugly nose so that my hair was nasty. Fucking bullshit. It is because I'm the fucking most beautiful person I know. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me too, girl, for real. Like the fuck. <laughs> um, I grew up in a really suburban area and like I literally for like the first few years of my life, like literally thought I was like white. And then there was like a moment of realization and like disappointment when I realized that I wasn't. And I'm like, like, why, why? Like that already from like the age of like five, like what a bruised self image already. You know what I mean? And then I lived the rest of my life feeling like, damn, I'll never get, I'm never going to be white. Guess I'll never do, be that. You know what I mean? It's like we have these unachievable I guess I'll never be standard. pretty. Right. That's like, like what it goes with. It's like, uh, I yeah. guess I'll never be the universal standard of what beauty is. And like that's right. sad for a young girl. Unfortunately, as women, we're still very much like measured by our physical traits. Mm-hmm. And to find out when you're young, as a young child, that you're not the universal idea of what's beautiful, like that really can hurt your self-esteem totally you know um you guys get on me for not watching beyonce things (laughs) um but i think a large part of the reason that i don't watch things when they come out from beyonce specifically is because i'm not ready to view her media as a person now that i'm listening to this conversation because beyonce in the past five years with everything nope I'd say past decade, everything she's been released, uh, she's been releasing has either altered the way that we move forward or has dismantled some type of patriarchy or some standard. And as a person, I don't think I'm ready to accept that, for example, the standard of beauty is different because it it alters everything I've thought my whole life. Well, and I know I that sounds like- weird. 
You know, I totally, I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like the sooner that you do watch it, like the sooner you'll start to feel more empowered. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it is. I'm so anxious, you know, like it's like changing your perspective, but not in a way that's like, it's, it's a change that propels you forward. You know what I mean? It's not a change that like, oh my gosh, now I have to like rework every way that I think about things. I mean, it is, you know, you got to rewire some of like, you know, the things that you think about yourself or the way that we like view ourselves, you know, but it's ultimately, I feel like it, it gives me encouragement and like positivity. You know what I mean? It's like, if Beyonce can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You guys have to watch it. Um, okay. So we are going to take a quick break, but then we, when we come back, we're going to talk about, I don't remember, but we'll be back. Welcome back. This week on Shane Lattie, we are talking about the Emmys. Are you guys caught up on the nominations? No, nope. I saw yes, them. I saw. A few I'm put off by your intro. What the fuck? If I ask you to introduce the podcast, don't go left. <laughs> I love how no one said anything. Like, literally, everyone was like, was like, "Okay, go ahead." Share we on Shane like Last week, I thought I would shoot my shot. Anyways. You um, did it the week before last week. I know too. I've done it. A, I've done it a few times, and honestly, I'm yeah. only it because you named it that. You gave it the name. So honestly, Sherry spoke it into existence, not me. Listen, I'm just gonna say today's episode <laughs> is called Signee's Tea. Okay, we can call it that today. <laughs> Done. Damn. That is work off Amanda's shoulders right there. The title, yep. the title of this Oh, week. there you go. There you have it, folks. We should call it Signee's Tea. I will literally cry. It's such a point of stress for me every week to come up with a fucking name for the episodes. It's so stressful. They're for so me. good. I didn't even realize that you guys that that was hard for you to do because they usually are super like, oh, that was the moment. Oh, that was it. Oh, so funny. Huh? Like you know when they like say the title in the episode, it always like thank you. I appreciate that. Well, anyway, so this week, so the Emmy nominations came out, and there's been a lot of mixed talk about it and uh, like about the direction that the Emmys have gone this year. Um, I have my opinions on it, but basically just to give you guys like a little bit of a recap on it um, specifically, like talking about like percentages, as far as like diversity goes last year in 2019, um, only 14% of all nominees were black um, or really honestly like diverse in any form. Um, And this year, 33% of nominees are black um, the most nominated show of the year was Watchmen from last year, um, which once again, have you guys all watched it? I forget. I haven't yeah, watched it at all. Why yes. was it canceled? I haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't seen it Well, because all. it was only a limited series. But yeah, overall, this year is definitely a lot more diverse than usual. However, it has opened up the door to discuss diversity and the future of diversity within the Emmys, the Oscars, um, Tony's, all of the above. Um, but a lot of like talk has been brought up about, um, Latinx people and their, their work in this industry and that that's not getting recognized enough. 
Um, that's one topic of conversation. Another topic of conversation that really hit for me was the lack of nominations for Pose this year, even though it got a decent amount of nominations overall. Billy Porter being the only one nominated, as fantastic and as phenomenal as he is, that show is full of phenomenal trans and non-binary actors. And to see them just snubbed from an Oscar for a fantastic season two, like really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and I get that there's only so many nominations to give out, but at the same time, like if you're going to focus on diversity, fucking focus on diversity. Like how about we include everyone? Like it's just, uh, they, they, it's like they, they're on the right track. They're on the right track. And this is definitely a win. Like I think people are getting distracted. Like overall it is a win, but there's still a lot more work to be done. And I think that that's something that is important that's come out of this. Well, it's crazy. We've talked about this in the past, but trans people are constantly the last to be included in any movement. So whether it be like, whether it be pride, whether it be like trans people of color, like they're literally the, in my opinion, the most marginalized group in the United States of America. In the world, in the workplace, like all these rights that they don't even have, like, you know, they're always the last ones to get, like, they, even to this day, they don't have the same, like, rights and freedoms yep. that, like, everyone, you know. Because as yeah, big as a problem as, as race and racism is in this country, like, transgender discrimination, like, transcends race. Like, it's of all races. It's of all genders. And they're just consistently forgotten about and left behind and ignored when it comes to these kind of movements. And when people talk about diversity. And silenced, even. You yep. know what I mean? It's yep. not even, like ignored or overlooked we're actually gonna purposely like mute you guys or you know what i mean like turn the volume down on this problem because it's too i don't know you know i don't know i don't know why at this point you know what i mean it makes no sense it's why i'm so thankful for a show like pose to come out and be as popular as it is and for ryan murphy to use his platform um and just as an artist having american horror story american crime story and glee under his belt to create a show like pose that does catch the public eye and does get people watching. I am very thankful for that show. And I am thankful for the nominations it did get. However, the faces of the show deserve the recognition too. Like, and it's, yeah. I loved what Billy said also. So he, I mean, I don't know exactly verbatim what he said, but it was, he expressed obviously the gratitude for the nomination and all of that. But at the same time, I think it's so important that if he is the front runner or the one that is getting recognized for the show to use his voice to shine light on the people that are not getting recognized for the show. So, and it, you know, it puts, it puts him in a weird situation where it's like, I want to be happy, but I'm also like hurt for like my sisters and my coworkers that are not getting recognized the way that they deserve to be. So it's like, you know, a middle ground, like, I'm happy, but I'm not happy, but I'm happy, but like we need to do better, you know? And if anyone, if anyone is going to take that platform and take it to use it for good, it's Billy Porter. Like Billy Porter has consistently, I mean, just look at his red carpets. Like he consistently breaks gender boundaries with his fashion, um, essentially getting famous off of doing kinky boots. And like, he's, 
he's definitely like if you want an advocate for for you and for your show it is billy porter like so i definitely i don't doubt that he is he's going to talk as much as he can about it and give as much credit as possible to the rest of the team um it's just upsetting that the academy or not the academy but they don't they don't see it like um and even if they do see the fact they're not coming out and recognizing it up front is it's upsetting so i'm gonna say something that's definitely not it's gonna be slightly polarizing but the fact that these beautiful women were left out of the nominations is an act of transphobia 100 percent. 100 because it was purposeful because you know the show is good that's Absolutely. what you're nominating Well, the it. thing that makes it, like, deliberately even more just offensive is, like, the entire show is about the struggle of, exactly. of the exactly. LGBTQ plus community. Like, so how are you going to tell me the show is about them and you're not even going to recognize them for the show about their true life history you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, y'all like so much it's not even right just show. y'all want to be like broken up in the club right honestly right. to not give recognition to mj rodriguez india uh, Moore, dominique jackson like they ran that whole season like as phenomenal as billy porter was he kind of took the back burner in season two like that yeah yeah yes i told you very much a supporting role yeah totally yes but don't don't worry they will um but they will nominate a cis gendered person who plays um a transgendered role yep go ahead and say it and give them they will they will (laughs) don't worry and then and then give them the award don't worry yep yep and they'll win it yeah Mm -hmm. of course they will because it must be so difficult to play that role like I can't believe that person weeks. is straight in real life and yeah. sits in real life and can play this role. Imagine, yeah. the, if, imagine the struggle that they went through for three weeks and playing that role. And imagine having that struggle for an entire lifetime. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, wow. Right. Wow. Appalling. It's appalling. Um, another thing that people are kind of getting onto that. There's been controversy around this. I want, so yeah. I basically will say this. The Latinx community is feeling slighted by the Emmys. And I will also say that Latinx people have been overlooked by award shows in the past. Um, But India Moore actually is the one who brought this to my attention. There is kind of this inner conflict between um, white passing latinx people and afro latinos who feel like i mean afro latinos are nominated for things and are honestly not accepted by the rest of the latinx community is that is am i saying this right sign on um sorry the dryer is like on overpower right now so it sounds a little crazy the dryer just started but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if you can hear like the white noise in the background it's all right um, but yeah, I definitely, I, I was seeing a lot of, I, man, it's just weird because I feel like it, like right now at the height of like the black lives matter movement, like everybody wants to have a cause that they're fighting for, you know? And so yep. it's like, yeah. like Latin, the Latin community is like, 
oh, well, if black people are going to be heard, we need to be heard too. I'm like, okay, first of all, Latin people. Okay. So I'm going to do a blanket statement. Like, yes, there is underrepresentation and like under, like we're not acknowledged. Like the Latin community is not acknowledged as much as they should be. Um, especially because it's like, we're known, the Latin community is known for like, okay, like Sofia Vergara, like that's, you know, that's the stereotypical like Latin woman that's like, you know, you got to be sexy and play that sassy, like you got to be that, you know? So, right. and, and also there's Cruz lots and- of, lots of problems with Sofia Vergara's character on Modern Family. Like I, I'm not even a Latino woman and I have a lot of problems with like the way they write her character they're constantly 100%. talking about her, her life in colombia and like her being married to drug lords and whatnot i'm like what the hell this is so it's so stereotypical yeah like it's such yeah. a stereotype that latin people are like well so you're gonna be the token latin person and you're gonna bring the little touch of culture that the show needs you know so so there is that and that is a valid point but at the same time it makes no sense to be upset about black people getting all of these like nominations, like both communities deserve recognition. And at the same time, uh, Amanda and I talked about this, like whatever, a a few days ago, but like Jarrell Jerome is an Afro Latino man who won last year. Um, and, and it's crazy. really didn't see that much excitement from celebration. The- right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you know, man, it's weird. Cause I also like I'm Afro Latina. So it's like, damn, I'm rooting for the black people. I'm so excited, but I, I'm also rooting for the Latin people. And it just kind of sucks when your appearance, I guess, looks more like you look more as a black person. People identify you as black. So then the Latin people don't celebrate your victories because like they don't accept you in their community because you look too black. And then the black people don't always accept you in that community because like you speak Spanish and you're Latin, you know? So it's, it's just weird. It's the colorism really goes, is really deep rooted in Latin cultures. Like that's just a fact. I mean, that's just a fact. Like a lot of Latin cultures are extremely racist. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like a fundamental issue. Like you can be, latinx and you could be white latinx you can be black latinx like it's not it you latin doesn't look like one thing and i right right the latinx community is going through that right now because now they have to identify with the race and according to the u.s census and every form we ever fill out why is next to race the ethnicity of hispanic latino so i think people are really for the first time realizing like it's more than just my ethnicity. Now I, I almost have to choose, not choose. Um, I have to identify myself as indigenous. Well, it kind of white sucks black. because mm-hmm. it's like, whatever you, whatever you check in. The, and like, I've, I always like, you know, it's kind of struggle with that section. Cause I'm like, okay, do I want them to see me as like, a Latin person or do I want them to see me as a black person? You know what I mean? It's like, how, what do I, how do I navigate that? You know? So Sherry and I are both multiracial and like a lot of my life, I struggled with that form as well. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Cause it's like annoying that we even have to check boxes in general, because it's like, I identify as a black person, but I also have this really rich Chinese culture that is part of who I am. And by choosing just black, it seems like I'm ignoring that other part of me. 
or erasing it. Like it's, it's like they don't, they only want to know one, like as we have to just pick one box that we fit into. Yeah. You, you shouldn't know? have to choose. In fact, yeah. you guys, this is crazy. But in third grade, when I was taking the FCAT, cause I'm from Florida, um, it said black slash African-American next to my name. I said, who's that? So <laughs> I wrote in and I changed my ethnicity to other and made them keep yes. it as other until <laughs> I was like, yes, no, ma'am. that's not everything. I want to, I, I want to be M. I used to do other too sometimes. Till I found out that, you know, I actually am black and racism does exist and I'm going to need that yeah. check. I'm going to yeah. need that. I'm going to need the, the reparations any way that I can get them. So let me go ahead and yep. click black because yep. I'm being treated like a black person. So let me click that. Yeah, I should have done that for more grant money, but alas. But, and even for me, because being a Dominican woman, it's like Dominicans like really don't like associating as black. So even for me to stand up in that identity for myself, like it took the years of courage to like go against my family and and kind of pave the way. Like, hey guys, we're black. I don't know if you guys know that. You guys taught us our whole life to deny any sort of blackness. So I'm like, you know, bold enough now. Bold enough now to check that box. Okay, when I hand, we're on a rant about something else. We need to get back on track to the Emmys. So, my opinion is everybody should be represented. I think that we can't kind of be accepting of all walks of life. We need to actually be accepting of all walks of life. But I will also say that just because someone else is winning doesn't mean you have to like hate on their winning do you know what i mean like well it also can... doesn't mean that you have to use that time to try to make a political movement cause like just because that's the trending thing right now like okay like you know india basically like went on this whole like social media campaign against like what's been happening and basically what she said was like Lat- latinos will be silent like about their representation until black people start winning it's like now right 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 it's like y'all didn't say anything when we were talking about oscar so white y'all were you know doing what you had to do because the the white passing the white passing latin people are still in the eye you know what i mean diaz cameron diaz she's jessica alba jessica Jessica alba Alba. yeah and here's the thing. You can accept the win and appreciate the win that this is without totally accepting the breadcrumbs that it might be and 100%. saying, yes, this is a win, but it's not enough. And we're going to keep going forward. And this is a step in the right direction. But there's no reason to diminish the absolute win of the fact that there's, you know, at least a third of the nominees this year are black. Um because it's a huge step up from previous years. And if, if we're continuing to trend in that direction, we're going to continue to fight for diversity and continue to fight for inclusion with awards seasons. But by diminishing it and by like shutting down the wins that there are and the success that has come from this, it's only bringing us a step back. Also, it makes, it makes like the Latin culture look bad. Like y'all, can we be happy for people? The hell? Like we look like sour, like Sally's, you know what I mean? Like what the hell? Like, even you know, when um, Roma, uh, I believe in 2018, when it was nominated for the Oscars, I, mm-hmm. what's her name? The lead. Her name was, uh, here it is, uh, Yalitza Aparicio. I think she's Mexican. 
like I heard from the Mexican community that they were making fun of her for looking so indigenous. It's like, like you can't she, win. Huh? You honestly yeah. can't win. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? They were like, um, they were like, she was ugly. This is what I'm hearing from uh, someone in the Mexican community told me that. Um, I was like, wow. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because she's not like racism and colorism is a global issue. Like yeah. white people came to places where white people did not exist and told everybody who was there that they're ugly because they're not white. Okay, so we're going to take another quick break and we will be back. And we are back to Selah Thompson. Hitting you with some messy news that's been going on this week. I'm sure that you have seen what has been going on with the Ellen show. Have you guys seen it? Have you I seen, have it? seen it? Yeah. You, you guys. Okay. So I kind of put together my own timeline, right? And I believe that the downfall of the Ellen show, so she's thinking about retiring, looks like because Ellen was outed for having a toxic work environment and she has under internal investigation with Warner Media. So I believe it started all the way back with the zinger, Dakota Johnson, when Ellen sat her down in December of 2019 and was like, you didn't invite me to your birthday party, to which she said, that's not true, Ellen. I did, and you didn't come. And after I remember that viral, cringing, cringing. <laughs> that was <laughs> insane. I was, even Ellen didn't know what to say. Right, Ellen. I feel like Ellen kind of lost control of herself for a second, and like the real her was like seeping through, and she's like, "Frick, how do I like recover the situation?" Yeah, because literally Dakota said, "Ask everybody." Literally said, everybody, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Yeah, she did invite you," and she was like, "Where was I? I guess I was out of town." It was the strangest moment ever because it went viral. So everyone was like, "Oh, that's weird." I thought Ellen was nice. Well, right when coronavirus started, a bunch of ex Ellen show, I don't know, people that used to work there, started a Twitter thread. And it said, if you have had a bad experience at the Ellen show or used to work there and have a bad experience, uh, reply to this thread. And with everyone that comments, I will donate some money to the LA Food Bank. This person ended up donating like $6,000 because there were just that many stories. Yeah, I saw that. I Damn, saw that. that's a way yes. to do it. <laughs> and he was literally cackling. He's like, I have to cap it because I don't, I wasn't expecting this much, but damn. So fast forward um, after Black Lives Matter and coronavirus, well, a lot of the furloughed employees were complaining because they didn't get any unemployment benefits from Ellen. So they started complaining about- They weren't getting talks. unemployment be benefits? No. From no. Miss Ellen herself? Yes. Wow. And that's where this really started because this has been rubbing up for almost a year now. So then the internal investigation started. Then we have celebrities. The person who really rang the bell was actually Nikki Tutorials. Oh, um, wow. In February, yeah. Because Nikki Tutorials, I believe after she came out as transgender, she went on the Ellen show or something like that. But she yeah, was on the Ellen show. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Earlier this year, and um, 
she said after the show, she was like, Ellen is not very nice. And people were like, wait, what? Because we love Nikki. I was like, damn. That maybe was the first that's time. when I heard it. Yeah, maybe that's when I yeah. heard it first. Because I've definitely been hearing the Ellen talk for a while now. But now it's yep. like, it has its like momentum. And that was in like January, February. So she, it kind of started, people started revving up more and more. A bunch of celebrities have been like, she's been like that. You reap what you sow. Like they, they're not even, they don't even care anymore. Multiple celebrities like, no, she's a bitch. Well, there were a couple of things that, there are a couple of things that rubbed me the wrong way about Ellen. The, and I love, I've loved Ellen. I've been a diehard fan for years, like since probably like middle school. But I took major issue with the fact that after Kevin Hart was exposed for using derogatory homophobic slurs multiple times on his Twitter and like other places as well and didn't apologize for it. Do you guys remember this? He was fired as the Oscars host. Yeah, Why on earth yeah. did Ellen, as a an out gay woman, have this man on her show basically explaining the fact that he's not he's not homophobic and that he doesn't have to apologize? Basically saying she knows his heart and she know that she knows he would do something like that. Use her platform for the to have this man sit up here and say, "I'm not sorry. I'm not going to apologize." I huh? feel like she always does that, though. She always wants to yep. play, like, I'm the giver of second chances. You know what I mean? Like, she always does that. She always does that. Like, or for like example, this Ellen is not is- the same situation, but remember when Adele, like, really bombed that that Grammy performance? Yep. And the very next day, she was on Ellen. And also with Idina Menzel, when John Travolta fucked up her name, uh, Adele Dazeem. Adeem. <laughs> Adele Dazeem. Or let's not forget oh when Mariah that. Carey was pregnant, but she wasn't ready to tell everyone, and Ellen suspected it, so she brought out two glasses of champagne, <gasps> and she basically wow. forced her. Do you remember That's that? That's not okay. That's not okay. So no. I started... Yes! She made... She, so she's like, let's have a glass of... Uh, I guess champagne Mariah and Mariah had to not take it. And then the whole crowd started clapping because then she had to basically confirmed it. Yeah. Wow. That's so messed up. Oh, that's messy. Another thing that rubbed me the wrong way is how long it took for Ellen to let me know that she thinks that black lives matter. Did she she even say anything? Right. (laughs) I don't actually know. I think I just grew tired of waiting and stopped checking on her ass, but like, damn, if your show was all about tolerance and acceptance and you have all these little black children dancing hip hop on your TV show, but Twitch. you can't say Twitch, not dancing hip hop. Yo, you, you, you can't come out and say that black lives matter. Cause they clearly matter to your pockets. Right. You definitely so, use them for your, for your forward, like forwarding your own agendas. Just for clarification, she did she did release a long video um, back like it was at the very very end of May or like the beginning of June. She would release something that had been recorded. Um, just to put that out there, just uh, just for clarification. Well, it wasn't not the end of May because by May thirty first, I was looking for her ass, so it might have been June. But George Floyd died May 25th. So what the fuck took her so fucking long? It's literally three words. You say black lives matter. 
that's it, bitch. That's all you have to fucking say. Mm. So anything that takes you longer than the 10 seconds it takes to fix your lips to say Black Lives Matter is too long. But then people also get attacked for just saying Black Lives Matter or sharing a black square because it's it could, it's considered performative and it's considered just following a trend. So I'm just playing just the devil's advocate side of this thing is that I how do you view like taking the time to film a response to publicly post that's more than just saying those three words, even if it takes a couple days longer. I mean, I'm fine with that, but it did take her over a week. Like that's too yeah, I don't, long. I'm not disagreeing. And also another thing you can say as a placeholder is listen, I don't know what to say, but what I can say is I believe that black lives yeah. matter and I'm sad. That's fair. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like, like, you can that's even say, I don't word know what to me. Yeah. That means more to me than someone who sat down with six publicists to come up with a statement. Because mm-hmm. she definitely formulated a statement for her internal memo, which was a huge mess. Right. Have you seen, have you read the, inter- or like, I saw it. Yes. What- yes. First of all, let's go through the points of this internal memo. She blamed everything on her executive producers. She's like, I can't believe that's what's been going on when I've been running my show. Number one. Okay, but then ma'am, you work someone. there every day. Right. And everyone said it's from the top down. She should have stopped it. Number two, she was like, I, th- my main goal for this show is to be a happy environment. Why wouldn't they tell me? She actually feels betrayed by her staff okay. that they didn't come to her okay. and they went straight to the media. Bitch, what? Girl. Okay. What? Yeah. And then she made the producers write a statement assuming all of the blame well also her main like executive producer has so many like sexual assault counts against him now like with this with all like everyone coming out he's got a bunch yeah yeah it's it's a fucking mess like what happened i'm scared to know any more information she's a monster she's a blue-eyed monster it's that a blue-eyed monster is killing me the only um celebrity that i saw to come to like ellen's aid was literally miss kate hudson not kate hudson miss katherine katie perry yes. of course yeah. she did yeah oh, and scooter braun scooter braun surprise surprise wow i'll be honest there's still there because of the nature of this one there's still some stuff that's developing that i've been trying to follow so i'm not 100 percent made up on the situation but what i will say here i really 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 wish that there was a way for this to come out that did not detract and divert attention away from the black lives matter movement and 100%. what is fucking happening with police brutality in this country and it infuriates me whenever things like this come up because as valid as they are it it, it just it it diverts attention from other things yeah, that are going it's on not that as are making progress, like, and it's this just is like not, the white people of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like she, so this is going to be something for like white folks to like totally have something else to focus on rather than focus on on black lives and focus. And that's on not to say that it's not important. Like there right, is still right. something very important about people that have been claiming that they were sexually assaulted on the Ellen Show. So that's still a very very serious thing to handle i just wish there was a way feasibly for it to be a part of the media and for it to come up without it just making everything a bit of a mess because now like people are focusing on so many different things and i it's 
it's it's frustrating. Like I, I as important kind and of as valid as it is. That. I kind of disagree with that because you know what? All of these things need to be focused on. Everything. I'm is not saying they up. don't. I know they yeah. do. I know that they need to be focused on. But what I'm saying though is that like, and that, that's exactly what I'm saying. I wish there was a way for it to all come up at once and all be handled appropriately. But when everything comes up all in a jumble, things get mixed up, attention gets diverted, the media just jumps to whatever's the hottest news story. So nothing actually gets the attention and resolutions that they deserve. And we just end up back in this circle of like a lack of progress. And that's I feel exactly that. what I'm worried is going to happen here. And the thing with this story is it's way more palatable. It's not making people uncomfortable. Unless you were actively a part of this Ellen situation, you're just a spectator like everybody else. Whereas Black Lives Matter, everyone is being confronted with their own like prejudice and people just want a reason to not have to sit with that. But what I will say is kind of an underlying theme of this Ellen situation with me is even though Ellen is a progressive gay woman, she is also still a white woman. And yeah, Mm-hmm. The way that she has played the victim in this situation is honestly, like, I don't know if she can come back from that. It's, like, really appalling. Because how are you the one who is a victim of anything? You were the one getting paid the big bucks while everybody else was being mistreated. And you either knew about it and turned the other cheek, or you're so rich and in your own ass that you're not even involved with the rest of the people on your production. Both are like She's the one that's providing a space for this to be taking place. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. at the end of the day, whether, and you know, I would love to believe that it was all happening without her knowledge, which I'm sure like the specific accounts she wasn't like aware of every individual you know happening but like either way it is like 100 like in your like you created that space you know what i mean so ultimately it's your duty if you say you want a safe space then you need to be taking like taking the measures to make sure that it is a safe space and people do not need to be scared to speak up about mistreatment and things going on. I 100% agree. Um, I hate that this news came out because I have been a diehard Ellen fan and Me I've too. been, I've been needing to, I, I, I've kind of unfortunately had to take a critical eye and look at her when she had Kevin Hart on her show, mansplaining why he's not going to say sorry to the gay people that he offended like i already was like ma'am what are you doing i'm confused but this just like it's gone too far so i'm i'm you know i'm here for that investigation like they need yeah we'll stay tuned to see what happens with that because i mean i just feel like more stories are coming out every single day like it's insane okay well um synod it was such a pleasure to have you chat with us this week thank you so much for having me like i feel i mean i already felt like a part of like the pod fam but i feel like i'm just like solidified my place in all of your hearts and i'm so grateful oh I'm just, I am always in awe of you as a person. Um, You're just so smart and so beautiful inside and out. So 
it truly has been such a pleasure to have you. And also, that means I didn't have to hang out with just plain ass Sherry and Shane this week. Damn. Hold up. I am not plain. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, your wait, opinion. One thing. That one is my opinion. Thing, quick thing before we do our little like sign offs and stuff. I just want to say my heart is with Beirut and the whole incident you saw that explosion that happened today the explosion horrible. yeah yes unbelievable horrible unbelievable. unbelievable unfathomable honestly and the videos that i've seen it's just like heart so many angles so many Ugh. angles it's like it's like so scary that's a very good point thank you for bringing that but up but yeah i just wanted to say yeah. you know you know peace be with them my heart is with them totally well sherry Shane, sign on. This brings us to the end, my friends. Oh. Are we going to try so it as a countdown with four people this time? Yeah, go ahead and give it a try. All right. Sign on, you know how it works? Oh, I do. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. We, we out. out. <laughs> Oh my you guys god! Delayed. Yeah. So long. I, listen, I was a little early. I know I was a little early. I was Shane, but to you hear were you guys start because I'm the one that's saying it. So there's gonna be a bit of a delay on mine. All right, I won't wait this time. I won't wait this time. I'll go right into it. Ready? Okay. Three, go. three, two.